0: Welcome to the home audio and theater <laughs> podcast. Uh, now, this is a day one patch media, um, day one patch podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. We've got Tim Spence. Day one patch, Ryan Johnson. Day one patch, Matt Lawrence. Day one patch, Tim Spence.
1: I don't go by that name anymore.
0: Not since oh, the sir, incident. You don't go by day one Apologies. patch, Tim Spence anymore. Not, not since the incident.
2: Oh, God. We don't talk about the incident. Oh, my God. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. We just kicked some ass in Elden Ring with Tim. I just, uh, Tim helped me out. Killed, uh... We're not Chi- what we're playing yet. Two bosses today, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just saying it's good. That's Same all I'm
0: saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Get out of me here. Think of the formula. Uh, tough Top stories this week. Not too many. Uh, seems pretty slow. I don't know why, but the, it wasn't a hell of a lot of news I think this week. But we got Xbox owners will finally uh, be able to connect to discord for voice chat not just like what playstation did where you can see what people are playing so that's kind of exciting uh ubisoft delayed two games matt's very upset at, at one of them uh that's um, been delayed what just avatar frontiers of pandora no
2: that's the, yeah. okay no as
0: soon as matt got the news he facetimed me and and had a good cry i don't
2: even have an iphone <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here <laughs>
0: Uh, I can send you a link and then you can join on any device.
2: It's I mean, just, I do have a work iPhone. Yeah, this is iMac. One. I don't have really? an iMac.
0: Nice. Yeah, the old one. Old one? You got an iMac, man? No, you. You do. The one we used <laughs> to record on
2: that the, <laughs> the hard drive no couldn't you. keep up.
0: I don't think that thing has FaceTime. <laughs> I have no idea. Say <laughs> not? Oh, I thought FaceTime used to be an app I think you could download. But I think, I don't know if that, I think that's probably been shut down. Damn. Interesting, though. And then finally, Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShops will be discontinued in 2023. And then we'll uh, end the show with what we're playing. So, first off here, Xbox owners finally be able to connect to Discord uh, voice chats from their consoles. This is from IGN. Uh, The addition means that Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One owners will be able to talk to their friends on Discord voice chats from their consoles rather than having to use other devices. Uh, Previously, the company allowed Xbox owners to connect their accounts but can only be uh, used to display information like gamer tags. Discord also confirmed that Discord voice chat on Xbox will allow users to transfer their voice call uh, from the app on desktop or mobile directly to their console using the Xbox mobile app. So I think this is pretty awesome, and I think this is what I kind of wanted when Sony announced that they were adding discord support and then it just turned out to be, you can see what your friends are playing on PlayStation on discord.
1: It's such a weird thing to be like, yeah, we're adding support for this. And then it just isn't at all what anyone would hope that it would be like, what's even the point? Like, I can't imagine people working on that at Sony would be like, yeah, I would enjoy having this non feature on my, (laughs) on my system. Like, I don't like, why even bother doing it? You know, somebody had to
0: program that. And what's funny is they announced it and then it took months for it to be implemented. And it's just literally showing what you're playing.
2: That's all it does. It even doesn't it doesn't even show. I think maybe the Xbox does this, too, although I'm not sure. But Ryan, when you're on PlayStation on Discord, it just shows that you're on mobile. So it says the game and then it just shows the little mobile phone and the online icon. So it It doesn't doesn't even
0: have like a PlayStation logo, even though it has official official support.
2: That's the thing. Like, well, I mean, what I was going to say, though, is I wonder if the mobile icon is anything that's not desktop. Maybe that's Probably. how Discord does it. But Probably. even then, if you're announcing a feature, I would kind of be like, hey, do you want to add one icon of the PlayStation 5 slash 4 and put that <laughs> in your. <laughs> not
1: nah, too much work. It, yeah, come on. That's like going to FromSoft and being like, hey, you've got this amazingly finely crafted world. Do you want to add proper netcode to it? No, no, okay. All right.
0: Damn them. This move definitely feels very um, current, you know. Microsoft where they want people to be able to play wherever they are, you know, connect with their friends wherever they are, as long as it's not PlayStation.
1: Then give me Game um, Pass on my goddamn Steam Deck.
0: That's probably gonna come, right? And then they uh I would hope so.
2: Was it Game God Pass I or was it so. just
0: the streaming that's coming to the to, to the uh Steam Deck?
2: I don't know. I mean the Game Pass games are for Windows. So if you're running on well, I guess it'd be SteamOS. I don't know. I don't know about all those games going to SteamOS. But you could stream them. That'd be. I
1: say do it. It's a good idea because I came up with it. You came up with what? (laughs) I'm the first person to ever think they should put Game Pass on uh, Steam Deck.
0: (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Let me live my live my dream, Ryan. My hope here is that Sony uh, follows suit because then, then, then it doesn't matter where you're playing. Because the hardest thing right now is is you know chatting with someone else. I think even with, uh, what were we playing? Back for Blood. Aaron has it on PS5 or on PC. And so it would be frustrating for Aaron, you know, because he has to, I guess, either use his phone or have a cable running to his computer for his headphones. Although Adriano has no problem using his phone for voice chats. He He thinks Nintendo was ahead of their time.
1: Oh, man. Not the Splatoon voice chat setup.
0: Was oh that particularly God. bad?
1: Was Splatoon? Well, it was the one they had the bad. the one where it's like you can do voice chat with Splatoon on the Switch, except you have to have the app on your phone, and then you have to get a special cable that goes to your phone and also your headphones. What? Did
0: you not ever see that?
1: I yeah, thought you were? just
0: used the phone.
1: No, it has to connect to your uh, to your Switch from your Switch to your phone, and from your phone to your headset.
0: Is that some sort of like parental thing, like some sort of protection for, for I children? Think it's,
1: I think it's some sort of. Uh, Nintendo doesn't know how the internet works.
0: Oh, (laughs) so it's more it's more systemic than a a Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's uh, yep.
1: All right. And they had a special release for the. They had like a special Splatoon two themed like headset as well. And they were like, "Oh yeah, for all the times that you're going to be using your phone app and this ridiculous dongle to connect your phone to your system and your headset all at the same time."
2: Mm. I, th- I feel like companies don't realize, and this is the same thing that you and I have talked about, Tim, with the game streaming, where I feel like some companies act like technologies are, com- are like completely complete. And back then, and even now, arguably, phone batteries are not that great to be constantly running everything. I mean, it'll run a bunch, and it'll run a bunch, especially now, but back for Splatoon. I mean, it's just running a phone app. That's like a, like a chat app. That's all. Sure, but even my phone now, if I, I mean, it's three years old at this point, but, like, if I go on the phone for, like, two hours, it'll lose, like, 40%. Ooh, yeah. But it's specifically the phone. It's not like it's like that in normal use.
1: Yeah, mine, um, man, my old phone got to the point. It was about three years old. It was the oldest phone that I had been using for a while, actually, because when I was, like, working at the phone shop, I'd get a new phone every year. But um. Every year, every year, yeah, like, it, it, it kind of made sense too, because you got enough of a discount, or there was some promo on or whatever. We would just wait mm-hmm. for the uh, like the holiday deals and then get our employee discount on top of that. Um, but aside from that, I had this one for like three years, and it got to the point where even just with normal use, just casual like texting or whatever, it would drop a percent a minute.
2: <clears throat> oh my god! So if it
1: wasn't in, if it wasn't in like sleep mode, it. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't last
0: two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's something not great. To be, something to be said, though, because like our phones have gotten more powerful over the years, but battery life has also gotten better, at least on iPhones, um, from the efficiency. And I guess just, you know, better um, battery, battery management and, and health practices.
1: Mm-hmm. It makes me but wonder I'm, I'm just, if
0: because just like like we, we talk about the performance
1: getting better and, and stuff. I wonder if it's how much of it is uh, like planned obsolescence and how much of it is the, just the performance and power requirement is just outpacing batteries.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of, well, it's definitely being been a um, competitive edge to have a longer lasting battery. But are you talking overall life of the battery? I mean, or I'm talking like life of
1: the like, phone though. Yeah. Because like, it's all and good if you can be like, yeah, we got a bigger battery than the iPhone or we got a bigger battery than the Samsung. And it's like, cool, like that's maybe enough to get somebody to buy it. But after they have bought it now, now they don't care about how long that battery lasts. It's actually in their best interest to have a battery that only lasts a year because then people now the batteries are in phones that are not replaceable. You can't get into them. They yeah, uh,
0: Apple's been getting a lot of controversy that, for that.
1: Now it's like, uh, oh, well, I should I should just get a new phone. Rather than pay to have some third-party
0: place to replace my battery. Or fix it yourself. I've I've replaced a couple batteries in, in some friends' iPhones. But that was back when it was a lot easier to get into the phone. Yeah, back when you could get into it. <laughs> and Apple wasn't putting in, like, software um, serial numbers. And so, like, with a battery, it was, like, unrecognized by the phone. It wouldn't give you all the... Uh, all the same kind of features you get with other batteries, like Apple batteries. Mm. So a lot of that crap's going on. I think it's getting better though, because there's the movement, you know, the whole right to repair movement. Mm -hmm. So I do think things are getting better, but uh, we'll see. It's better for the environment too, not to be like, you know, tossing phones out um, by the, by the tens of millions every year.
2: Yeah. Like I'm definitely at a point with my phone where luckily it still lasts a day and a half. It used to last about two days, last about a day and a half now. Um, I've had it in battery saver for like over a year, I think, out of Mm. its life. And I just like just I don't really notice the performance. So I just leave it in battery saver. And that obviously helps cut down its its wear and tear because I'm not uh, wearing it down as much. Like I'm not going through the cycles as much. I'm going through the cycles every other day, effectively. Some days I'll try to charge it up or even if I normally wouldn't charge it up and I'm going out the next day, I'll charge it up. Like I'm not going to not use it as a phone just to save the cycles type of thing. Right. But if I'm, you know, just working from home especially, I'll be like, oh whatever, I can let it get it let, let it get down to fifteen and it'll tell me when it wants power. Like it literally mm-hmm. will be like, hey, charge me. And it's like, all right. And yeah. pause on the charger. Yeah. So all
0: right. well, that's off topic from the original uh <laughs> there's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Other podcasts before. But there's there's not much to talk about, just Discords on Xbox. That's that's basically it. So
2: Well let me uh, let me ask you this though. Like with, with the with the Discord thing is like Is this is this going to be most more so more so useful to those that are using uh, crossplay, or do you think this will eventually replace these proprietary chats? That's a good question, because I mean, especially something on like the play. Like I guess the same with the Xbox. I was going to say on the PlayStation, like there's quite a lot of UI and a lot of interface for the for the party system, and same kind of exists for the Xbox. So, I wonder whether eventually they'd be they, there would be a partner where it's like Microsoft's like, well, I don't really need to control the chat. I'm not like, just I'm, I'm making money off it. of the yeah, like let somebody else do it. And then part of that Xbox Live money that they would normally get for the chat, they just they would shut down this the chat servers, you know, pay a section of that, whatever the deal is to Discord, and then Discord would handle it. And then if you have an Xbox account, they'd somehow, you know, quote unquote, seamlessly or virtually seamlessly meld it. So that you see, so you wouldn't even know because I know for well, sure there's going to be people that are going to be like, "I'm not getting a Discord account, like too bad." Like even if this is convenient, I'm not doing that.
0: I was just going to say, people probably don't want to do that, and and I think it would kind of look bad on Xbox um, because they would be taking away the you know the perceived value of of gold.
2: Well, not not really though. If not really though, if like specifically, if you could still use it. Like if it was more intertwined into the OS, so if if Discord was just hosting the chat and it worked with Discord, the app on desktop and otherwise, but then it also worked on the console and we didn't know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I would be upset today if they told me, actually, for the last year, all the Xbox Live parties have been through Discord. I know some oh, people might be right. mad about, like, oh, this is an outrage or whatever, but currently, I don't know <laughs> where those chats go anyway. Yeah. I'm so, retroactively outraged. It, well, some people would probably be like, hey, I didn't want my stuff on Discord. I don't agree with Discord's blah, 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 whatever. And then they wouldn't want to go with Discord. Like, they wouldn't you know want what? their their traffic through Discord.
0: I was surprised that uh, back when Microsoft bought Skype, and then they brought Skype to the Xbox, I'm surprised Skype didn't just become... The chat service on Xbox, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: I honestly wonder if that is a side effect of around that time period, apps started separating. Yeah. And now they're starting to go back together. So for example, the PlayStation <laughs> Network app, or whatever the heck it was called, separated into like PS messages. Oh god. And some yeah. other I the think PS it might app, have been still the PlayStation PlayStation app, messaging. The communities again. app, second screen app, communities, or right? <laughs> a whole bunch of apps. And then same with a bunch of other apps, like all across the market, all started doing that. And now things are starting to conglomerate again. I wonder if if Microsoft was like, yeah, we'll just you know keep it all separate.
0: There's really no reason to have separate apps. I don't understand. And it, I feel like it would be harder to get people to download multiple apps, too. Right.
2: Maybe it's just to pad their stats to get more install
0: base. But like, if you were trying to promote remote play. Having it as a separate app, I feel like, you know, takes it out of sight. Because most people would just have the PlayStation app, right? Just to manage their console or whatever. But to to make them go do something else to get just the remote play just seems a bit crazy. When You could just put it in, into the PlayStation app. Just have a little button somewhere.
2: I think it makes sense in both ways. In, in, in one way, to play a bit of Devil's Advocate, where I agree with it being all together in the PlayStation app. But if, if a feature is big enough, then it either can be split off entirely or have an optional second app. An example would be Game Pass. You have your Xbox app, but there's also the Xbox Game Pass app because Game Pass itself is so large. It's, it's its own service offering. Mm-hmm. And even though it's under that sort of Xbox branding, it's still, it's still so large that you, like, nec- you wouldn't necessarily want to overcrowd the Xbox app for people that are using that as a console manager. And maybe just a chat with friends on Xbox specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I wouldn't be opposed to it entering the Xbox app as an option so that I would just uh, me personally, I would just get rid of the Game Pass app. But still have the Game Pass app separate as an option for people that are like, I don't have an Xbox console. I just want to use Game Pass. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's certainly like reasons to have them separate, but back then, that was nonsense. Like, communities as being separate? Why? <laughs> like, that's so stupid. PS messages being separate? Why? I want to know who even uses those community things. All the
0: biggest influencers you've ever seen. Really? Uh, well, nope. I, haven't, I haven't seen anyone.
2: I honestly wonder whether a lot of people do use things like chat and stuff like that on Xbox and stuff. Um, when it, like, like maybe it's a it's like a generational thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, is there like the kids are they chatting on Xbox? <laughs> you know, cause we had a chat, like we had the chat pad and I don't think there are still chat pads around, <laughs> but they're not, they're not third party, or they are third party. No, now. They're what? not first party on 360. They had the chat pad, which is a little keyboard, but that was primarily actually for, although it could be used elsewhere, but that was primarily for MSN. You could get MSN messaging or windows live messenger, whatever you want to call it on your console if you signed into the yeah, signed man. into it on your xbox uh, your little um uh backlight on your msn key on your chat pad would show up you could click that and your msn would open up and you could chat back to people
1: i've <laughs> still got my old 360 chat pad hell yeah i think i still do MSN too. Button. yeah yeah the good old days
2: so like there are definitely third-party chat pads still kicking around And with that being said, it's like there's got to be people that are sending a bunch of messages. Now, if it isn't for, you know, the classic chirping each other after matches or whatever, um, I wonder, honestly, if there's a lot of people using these using these apps to chat, especially if they met online. Mm -hmm. If you met someone online, maybe you don't want to share your WhatsApp or what have you. So you might just chat with them on there. Like, who knows? I don't know. Maybe.
0: All right, let's move on here. Ubisoft delaying two games, including Avatar Frontiers of Pandora and a smaller unannounced title. This is from GameSpot. Um, So Ubisoft's new Avatar game, Frontiers of Pandora, will not launch on schedule. The company announced today as part of its earnings briefing that the game is now coming next fiscal year. Ubisoft delayed a second game as well. I find it odd that they announced a second unannounced game is delayed. (laughs) I guess that's for investors. I'm an announcement about this
1: unannounced game
0: you know I guess that's for investors to kind of be like oh I gotta I got plan my, my 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 money I gotta know they're, they're delaying some unannounced game plan. I know nothing about
1: listen my money's got a very busy
0: schedule my money needs as much yeah. heads up notice as it can get <laughs> maybe it's a big game maybe the unannounced game is big uh, Frontiers of Pandora is developed by Massive the team that made the division this game this isn't the only game that Massive is working on it's also working on a open world Star Wars game that has been announced but they did not say what's happening with that or whether that was the one that's been delayed so very confusing here but matt how do you feel with that avatar frontiers of pandora has been delayed
2: i actually kind of kind of wish that or i kind of like think that this is going to potentially push back that uh, star wars game i know it hurts me so much which is possibly why they actually announced the smaller unannounced game being pushed back because maybe they're trying to indicate like hey you know, the queue's getting going to kind of get backed up and affected by this. It's not just, you know, uh, Avatar. You're going to be I, 50 years old by the time the Star Wars game comes out. Very possible. And it's, again, one of those holes in the industry that's really weird where Star Wars <laughs> is a huge license. Why the hell isn't there just a standard games as a service game out there for it? It's and bizarre. Isn't. It's really it's bizarre. bizarre.
0: I shouldn't have more Star Wars skins in, in Fortnite than I do <laughs> in a Star Wars game. It's not right boy buoyant rat, I'll tell you what. Although I do love the look of of the skins in, in Fortnite. Whatever their character like design, their 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 whole the whole design language they use, I, I really enjoy.
1: I'm just glad that they've opted now for more like taking advantage of how big they are as like a as an IP to just use that leverage for like um getting the licenses to iconic characters and and other major franchises than just going on old pinterest and tumblr posts from like years ago and just stealing people's ocs for their air quotes original (laughs) fortnite characters have they really oh yeah multiple times but they're so big what's this like random little artist from four years ago on tumblr gonna do yeah try suing epic
0: well yeah they got in trouble for stealing emotes and stuff too yep from real life people but
1: nobody cared about that either well
0: damn although i guess legally you can't own like a, a five second dance yeah, it has to be six it seconds. It has to well. No, has to be an actual like choreographed like thing, not just mm. some movement that you do over and over again. Because I guess somebody um, could
2: like could the could, like, uh, my, my arm up, up and wave. down. Yeah, I was gonna say just like the wave or something. <laughs> just like hello, <laughs> yeah. and it's like that's it. You know, you owe me a royalty. Like or I think the what's his name?
0: Uh, what's his name? carlton from yep. Fresh Prince. Yep. He. Yeah, I think he tried to sue them, and they're like, no, your your dance wasn't. You know it's not it's just a thing it's not, it's not it's, epic enough it's not a dance it's, like, it's just a move like it's a series of poses'd like it'd be like trying to uh to um copyright the road candy well well copy copyright like the uh the note a a sharp so I want to copyright oh, a sharp I played a sharp here it's my a sharp now. No one else can play A sharp. It's like, well, no, it's just, it's just the fundamentals. You can
1: write a write a song that's only A sharp. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> I've heard it done. I've heard it done before. Is that, that's just like Flight of the Bumblebee. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I have a question about Avatar. Actually, is it as big of a license as they're kind of saying it is? I understand there's a second movie that's taken years and years. That's coming out soon. And there's this game, and the first one was pretty big because it was there was so much CG the first movie. But I don't really hear much about Avatar is is the license well, as big as it is? Because to me, it was kind of more of a technical Marvel at the time that the first movie came out, and less about the actual story because it's pretty cliche. Not to be not to be rude, but oh, it, it's 100 it cliche. You know what um, I mean? Like it's nothing super
0: unique. Everyone was saying it was just Pocahontas, uh, but so many stories are just Pocahontas. Yeah, but it's a um, as old as time. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. It's hard to say. And and obviously, James Cameron like, came out recently and kind of was arguing with people who don't like Avatar or want it to fail and stuff. And he, he apparently claims that if you watch it again, you'll think it's pretty good.
2: <laughs> Please, I just have, watch, watch it like, one yeah, more what time. Say, what, a, what a fucking sales pitch. If you just do it one more time, I swear it'll be good this time. Let's like like go through a, Elden Ring one more time. It it's like won't an be a hard. abusive
0: relationship.
2: <laughs> I've only
0: seen it once. Maybe I went twice in when it was in theaters, but I haven't watched it since. So maybe, maybe he's right. But you're right. I don't feel like it has the cultural impact that other major franchises have. You know,
2: I don't hear people how, really like referring to Avatar other than for the TG. How often
0: does it come up in conversation?
2: It's funny where it was- it's not
0: about you know how. Ridiculous it is.
1: I was listening to another podcast earlier in the week and they were uh and they were talking about how it's the number one grossing movie of all time, and yeah. there's nothing for it. No sequel, yeah. no like there's been maybe what one or two game spin-offs, but nobody really made many parodies of it for a long time. It lost popular like it lost that like brain real estate in popular culture so quickly. Mm-hmm. Just nobody cares about Avatar. How how is it possible that it's like the number one grossing movie of all time and nobody cares about it?
0: It it's really bizarre. Um are, are there even like any like books or comics or anything? I mean, I don't know.
2: Probably I I would guess
0: Oh, here we go. The Art of Avatar. <laughs> but is that like first party kind of thing? Yeah. They so they, they they probably produced that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Video games, James Cameron's Avatar The Game, 2009 third-person action uh, game. It was a prequel, apparently, so if you uh, really wanted to know more about the story. um, There was a stage adaptation? Oh, no. Turek, The First Flight? (laughs) Oh, okay. It was a a Cirque du Soleil thing. Uh That makes sense.
2: Is Avatar our generation's... uh... Like Star Wars frenzy, where I, I understand that Star Wars was objectively good, this and that, but a lot of Star Wars' hype was about how real it looked for the time and the special effects and that type of thing. Is Avatar our like, holy fuck, look at what CG is going to well, be?
0: I think that I think you might be hitting on something where Star Wars had the great special effects, but it also had a good story, whereas nice. Avatar, I think, had the great special effects in 3D, but it lacked that you know story or that, that universe that you cared bad
1: about too oh yeah like the acting is not you know nothing to write home about I don't think it also doesn't help when you pick the most like boring fucking John Doe man to be your main character as well
0: oh what's his name um Jake Sully Jake Sully Yeah. Uh, like Sam i Worthington
1: know. he he just didn't have like there was nothing about that character that I was like this is a good character not that he was, like, irredeemable or anything, but it was just, like, milk toast of a man. You know? Like, generic, <laughs> milk
2: toast of a man is the first time i ever brown, heard
1: that. <laughs> brown, brown hair, blue-eyed, big, muscly, stubble. He's just, he's just your military everyman. It's, like, great. I've never seen a story about a military everyman before. <laughs> Especially when you're telling a story that's of, like, colonizer go in and take... uh wonderful beautiful land by force from native inhabitants for
2: unobtainium
1: yeah for for a resource like that's never been said before and i'm not trying to knock it in like say that it's a bad like uh you know that that's completely ordealable movie it's 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 fine it it is beautiful and like it's it's fun enough to watch like my dad really liked it i don't really know why but he really enjoyed i think just like watching what uh what that movie had to offer, like, you know, graphically, of course, as well. And um, it's funny, too, because he its funny that you mentioned Star Wars because he would have mm-hmm. been around. He would have been a, like a teenager or 20 years old when Star Wars came out. And uh, I think he probably had either himself or some of his friends would have probably been amongst that crowd to go see Star Wars multiple times. Mm-hmm. It was pretty common that people did that. But uh, in terms of your question, is it our Star Wars? No, I don't. I don't think so at all. (laughs) I I think Harry Potter is our Star Wars, if anything.
2: Okay, yeah, because I was was kind of thinking, like, is that why it fell off and like Star Wars didn't like Star Wars exploded because it had story and the effects So then this thing is just like, look at what computers can do graphically. It had no staying
0: power. It was it felt more like a like a demo than it did uh, a movie, I think. But maybe I'll watch it again maybe i'll sit down and watch it i'm gonna take his advice Mm -hmm. Advice from the man who went to the bottom of the ocean to be fair it came out like when 2009 it was ages ages ago so it's like my memory of it is probably distorted um so i'll give it the benefit of the doubt i'll watch it and then and then i'll report back report back (laughs) i probably watched it on a fucking
2: blu-ray or on a freaking dvd player that kept skipping too because dvd players sucked (laughs) back then too (laughs) This this disc can't be read. They can't be read. Yeah, of course it is because this freaking thing sucks. It is the number one uh, grossing film uh,
0: in today's dollars. Um, But Matt, Top Gun Maverick, making its way up the
2: list here, number nineteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's real good. Go see, go see Top Gun Maverick if you haven't multiple times too. Don't even question it. Just buy multiple tickets and just go multiple days.
0: It's a fascinating list of movies actually in the highest grossing films. You got Avatar. Endgame Avengers Endgame that was pretty massive I think they wanted to beat Avatar and I think they did didn't they but then Avatar came back in theaters or something because oh, they, they, Avatar came back after its first showing like well, like a oh, couple right. months later
1: weeks later or something and they said like if it had only done that one showing it would have beaten Avatar it beat Avatar's first one but technically mm-hmm. total grossing Avatar still leads or something like that that might be wrong I might be misremembering
0: uh, Titanic is third another James Cameron film and that, that's another bizarre one, why that one took off. Is that Titanic just was huge back again? then, though. Yeah,
2: like, I remember hearing about the fucking Titanic all the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. even on, like, we were on, uh, this will date me, but even on aerial TV, where, like, over, literally over-the-air analog TV. Um, the, oh, fuck, we watched, like, me and my parents, like, I was only a kid, but I remember so many Titanic documentaries of, like, not even about the movie, just Titanic stuff, Titanic stuff all the time. Titanic books and stuff my parents were reading and stuff like that. It was like such a phenomenon, and I don't know whether it was because of the movie or whether it was just like whatever, like a fad. And then the movie came out just at the right time. I'm not really sure. I was too young to really understand all that. But what I was gonna say is like that list of movies. Like I don't have it all in front of me, but from what you've listed, it seems that each one of those things has its thing. It's like you know, Avatar is like pretty technically like advanced. And what was it what was the other one you mentioned, Ryan? Uh, Titanic was like maybe a fad, you know, from, what I, from well, what I can understand as a kid and stuff like that. But it's like Top Gun's like, a, like almost like a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's a surprise that it's so good. At least it was a surprise to me anyway.
0: Some of these are kind of shocking. So it's Avatar, Avengers, Endgame. Obviously, Avatar because of the special effects and whatever. Endgame because it was the culmination of 10 years of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Titanic, another, another spectacle. Uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. It was just Star Wars coming back after, you know, 10 years, whatever it had been. Uh, Avengers Infinity War again, kind of that end game type of deal. Uh, but then you get into further Jurassic
2: World, that's oh, bizarre. Jesus Christ,
0: 1.6 billion on that one.
2: I mean, it's coming back. That's another comeback, though. It's people remember Jurassic Park and they're like, Holy fuck, let's go see the new one. Uh, your favorite, Matt
0: Furious Seven at number 10. I had no idea those movies were so big. I don't even remember what the hell the Furious Seven is. Wasn't that the one that uh, where Paul Walker died? No, that was the third one. Oh my god, yeah, one, that's right? right.
2: Yeah, oh god. God, sad,
0: real sad. And so that one, I think, I literally think that movie like did a lot more than the previous one. It was a crazy job. Yeah,
2: I mean, it that Paul Walker story is like was a big impact, I think, on that. Mm-hmm. um i mean i'm speculating obviously but i mean i'm pretty sure it was because like there was even the whole thing of oh my god is he not going to be in it anymore because a lot of his scenes have been shot and then his brother stood in and it's like oh like you know and now his brother's in there and they're going to cg the his brother's face to look make it look more like him and what's going to happen to this big like culminating fast and the furious franchise now you yeah. know so there's like a there's a bunch of stuff going for it there here's the most shocking one number 46 on the
0: list is utopia what in the hell oh
1: wow I mean, that is a pretty good movie. I would have thought Frozen would be ahead of it, though. Although I suppose they probably watch, people watch it more on their own, like yeah. systems than than in theaters.
0: However, adjusting for inflation, the reigning champion gone with the wind. <laughs> you know, 1939 in today's dollars, it would have grossed three point seven uh, billion dollars. Holy. Oh, my God. my mom's favorite movie i think it cheated though because i think it was in theaters for like months and months and months and came back year after year after year you know
1: it's it's one of those it's another one of those movies like titanic where the beginning is so slow oh yeah i don't know if the, the payoff is particularly good in it i've never actually seen it but um titanic is like the only reason anybody watches Titanic anymore is to skip to the last hour <laughs> where all the action is. And the guy falls off the end of the ship and goes like, Aah! I think some people like, like the love story off the off the propeller at the bottom.
0: <laughs> all right, we'll see how the game does. That'll be an interesting thing because that's separate from the movie, right? So this is like a, a spinoff. I did confirm there were comics, by the way. Um, Dark Horse apparently signed a 10 year deal on the on Avatar comics um, back then or recently. Uh, I don't know. I, I took the page down. Uh, I'd imagine probably back then, though, right? We'll never know. All right, moving on. Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShops will be discontinued in 2023. So my GN late March 2023, apparently Um, closing off access to a host of content that can only be found on those platforms. The shutdown will be a multi-stage process that will last through 2022 and until 2023. The specific dates are as follows. May 23rd, 2022. It will no longer be possible to add funds using a credit card to a 3DS Wii U eShop account. August 29th, 2022. It will no longer be possible to use an eShop card to add funds. However, it will still be possible to redeem download codes. Late March 2023. It will no longer be possible to make purchases, download demos or themes, redeem a download code or add funds. And then Nintendo updated, um, they provided the firm date for when purchases can no longer be made on its 3DS and Wii U consoles, and that is March 27th, 2023. Uh, Nintendo makes clear that the purchase shutdown date will also mean it will no longer be possible to download free content, including game demos.
1: I am genuinely curious as to what the numbers are for the people who have a 3DS and (laughs) don't have a Switch. Right. That still play their 3DS regularly. And then what the percentage of the people who have a 3DS and a switch and still opt to play their 3DS. Cause I can't imagine the numbers are super high.
0: That's probably why they're shutting them down though. Right?
1: Like, it feels like everything that, that was gimmicky about the 3DS has either been like done better by other things now, or just it's, it's like obsolete. Like the 3D, the 3D screen was like a neat gimmick for the time, but almost everybody found that like if you use like if you look at the 3D screens for a long enough time, it just really hurts your eyes. And I don't think too many people are like immune to that. Did it drain your battery too, or no? It drains your battery faster. And then like there's a reason that they don't make the 3DS anymore. They only Mm -hmm. make the 2DS XL. And maybe the original 2DS. But yeah, that's that's all they make. And uh because you just you don't you don't need it. They probably did had enough like client feedback saying I never used this feature. (laughs) Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I don't know. I, it seems interesting to me. Like obviously they, that's why they're shutting it down. Right. It's because they don't see enough traffic anymore to justify keeping the stores up. But I do wonder right now how many those stores are open and maintained for, you know, I'm surprised it wasn't
0: earlier, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Particularly for the 3DS, right? Hmm. That's, well, a, that's a really old console. It's, so it's been out
2: for longer. It's been out, or like a more recent iteration of that came out
0: since oh, the Wii U. Was, yeah, the Wii U is yeah, yeah, actually technically
2: true. older because the 3DS has been around for a long time, but the new 3DS, the 2DS XL, like Tim mentioned, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's very
2: true. I actually kind of think this is a little weird. Uh, the reason why I think it's weird is because I'm surprised that people aren't on them like they were on Sony about the PS3. I think PS Vita and PSP or something like that uh, that they were trying to shut down.
0: And then Remember Sony that, said, "Oh, we made a mistake. Sorry." And then and then yeah. brought it back online, right?
2: Like, I'm surprised that this is shutting down so quickly. I understand the whole thought of like, hey, you know, most of these people probably have cartridges or they're using a Switch or whatever that was mentioned mm-hmm. already, like here, but um i'm just surprised in terms of like game preservation especially in in an era where people seem to care a fair bit Uh, Mm i'm not that they never didn't care before but i think that now that people are realizing like whoa a whole Mm -hmm. game library can just be wiped out if the if the company we bought it from is wiped out like movies or tv or whatever even Mm -hmm. um i'm just surprised that this is not you know sticking around longer now the one thing i do have a question i suppose is is it says nintendo makes it clear that the purchase shutdown date will also mean it will no longer be possible to download free content, including game demos. So if you've purchased a digital title, can I still download it?
0: I don't know. It, it does say that online services for online play will not be shut down. Right. So I imagine that would include downloading them, right? Yeah, since it implies that these servers are being maintained somewhere. Yeah. But
2: that means that that app, like that eShop app, has got to kick around somewhere, which I'm surprised they'd I don't know. I guess I guess they don't need. I was gonna say like maybe for security and stuff, but I guess they don't need too much security if you're not like purchasing anything. You're just literally going there and clicking download. So if someone well, were to break is, in and be like, haha, I downloaded something you purchased,"
0: this is the annoying part. Part and and kind of why Adriano is is trying to get his library onto PC because like PCs go on indefinitely, and you can bring your purchases to the next generation of PC hardware. But ish, you know, you have to rebuy. Yeah, ish. I know there's workarounds for older games and stuff, but um, if you buy these games, you have to buy them again if you want to play them on, on a Switch or something, right? You don't just get your Wii U titles on Switch.
2: That's right. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's right. And so I, that, and that, that and I'm honestly surprised that so, that Nintendo doesn't come under fire for that, too. Um, I know that like something like Sony would probably come under fire. And if Sony, say, for example, did not do the PS4 on the PS5, I don't think the PS5 would be half as... Uh, half as successful as it is. I almost feel like, and this is just my opinion, but I almost feel like they neglectfully did it for the backwards compatibility, like making the PS4 games work on the PS5 because Xbox did it. Mm -hmm. But I honestly almost think that in a way it saved them because how many PS5 games are only like PS5 only games are we playing? I mean, Ghostwire for me, and then I don't know, maybe two others, maybe most of them are PS4. A bunch of them are PS3, actually, and they've been moved to PS4, <laughs> you know, so I'm just surprised that Nintendo kind of gets away with doing stuff like this. It might be because
0: they've kind of always done this kind of stuff. It's kind of expected at this point. I suppose
2: that's true. It moves quick, though. I, like, I, I feel weird about this because it's like, hey, you know, if I want to go back and play some <clears throat> excuse me, some of my old like Pokemon titles. And I want to transfer the Pokemon between the games. The only way that I can think of off the top is to use that Pokebank. Well, I'm pretty sure you have to pay oh, for the Pokebank. Yeah. Yep. And I either that's either you have to pay for the app, and so I can't do that now. Or or it's like a free app, of which I won't be able to download it after the purchase shutdown anyway, because I know it's a subscription of some kind uh for the Pokebank. Yeah. so it's like, see, that's like, that's weird to me because like, there's definitely going to be people out there that are like, hey, I would love to play Pokemon, whatever game it is. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, that's on this. And they just go to the platform where that Pokemon game is. And it's like, oh, now I just like lost some functionality so quick as well. Like, that's that's bizarre to me, for sure. Yeah this this like this really starts to speak to and like you could talk about this for hours so i don't like it super into it but this starts to speak to that whole thing where the instant the internet is like out at your house it's like what do we do you know like everything's gone your tv's gone this is gone that's gone sure there's other stuff to do fine but i'm just talking about in terms of digital entertainment we're really putting our eggs in one basket yeah you know fun it's fun putting your eggs in one <laughs> basket with no redundancy. What I like living life on the
1: edge, man. That's right. I like to live knowing that everything I hold near and dear could be on in one single moment.
2: <laughs> That's
0: Although weird. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I know Adriano was buying a bunch of, wasn't he buying a bunch of Wii U titles? Because mm-hmm. something was getting shut down? Was that because of this? Because of this? Yep. of this, yeah. Actually, you remember the other funny thing they did? Didn't they release a some sort of Mario game? It was released for a limited time. Mario Ninety Nine. Was that it? Yeah. Well, there was that, and then there was also the Mario
1: Three um, D All Stars Collection, which was that's, that's right. Mario sixty four, Sunshine, and Galaxy, only yeah. released physically for like a period of like eight months or something. I think. Uh, now that I say that, what, it, what i kind a decision though? Uh, planned obsolescence to
2: drive up, <laughs> I don't know. F- false, false Man? urgency? Yeah. Just, yeah just, false like, urgency. just like all, uh, just like the item shop and Fortnite and a bunch of other titles. Gotta check every day
0: to see if there's something there you want. Or it's like when Disney vaulted movies, remember that? Yeah. The Born Disney the vault has for opened for the first
1: time in 15 years. Yeah. Get your hands on a copy of Pocahontas 2D. Because we're just going to keep going back to Pocahontas today.
0: (laughs) Actually, they're doing all these live action uh, adaptations of their films. I am curious if they'll even approach Pocahontas in this day and age. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. Um, All right, uh, let's move on to our final segment. What we're playing. Tim Spence, what are you playing this week?
1: Well... I said last week that I would give a more extensive uh, rundown of my experience with the Steam Deck. My mm. one week in review, I suppose. Oh, this, is, this is exciting. Yeah, man. I've been on the edge of my seat, just itching and bouncing Itches. just to talk about it. Oh, okay. Whoa, got a, I got a real itch going on. I got to get a cream. <laughs> oh Matt, Matt, Matt actually
2: uh, gave, gave some to me. over. gave me yeah, he has some gave yeah, you the gold good, bond. <laughs> it's It's expired. <laughs> um so i'll have to get that back to you but I anyway scrape the, i scrape the remainder gold bond off after i get it off of my rash that it back is, so that is so it back to you.
1: excessively disgusting
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is foul um yeah so i'll do a little uh, little segment welcome to the one weekend review of the uh, steam deck uh what's different from last week uh, no, we'll start with what's the same as last week. So, because I barely said anything about it last week. Last week, I said the battery life was very disappointing. Uh, this week, I can re- confirm that the battery life is still disappointing. With uh, with certain games, I uh, I was only really playing Elden Ring um, on the Steam Deck at the time, which is like it's it's okay. It doesn't run super well, even if you turn the graphics settings like all the way down. Um, and for reference, I'm, I, I have the 512 gigabyte um, version of the Steam Deck, because if there are tech people out there who will care about the the different the slightly different specs, um, even turning the graphics settings all the way down, it cannot run Elden Ring at 60 FPS. It runs at about
0: 24,
1: I'd say. Ooh,
0: film speed.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's maybe even less. It's, it looks choppy. And, like, I can play games at 30 FPS. That's fine. If it's a consistent 30, I'm okay with that. But it looks choppy to play it. Um, but it is consistently choppy, I will say. Because Valve did release that, um, that like, firmware update for the Steam Deck to fix uh, frame rate drops and instability. Um, and, yeah, they it, it doesn't have the same frame rate drops that I get when I play it on PC. Um, that being said, it's it's still really awkward. I think to play games like Elden Ring. I think just because Elden Ring is a game that has a lot of like potential button inputs and combinations and things, and I find it a lot easier to play with a controller than for the Steam Deck, which sounds weird because the Steam Deck is basically just a controller with a screen in the middle. Um, but I think it's just the fact that it's slightly bigger. For me, than what than what would be comfortable. I feel like my fingers are just a little bit too short. Mm. Um, It's also a lot heavier than something like the Switch, Um, and it's got those paddle buttons on the back. And I find if I'm like shifting in my seat or I need to like readjust my grip on one of on with one of my hands to to hold it with one hand, just because of the weight of it, um, I have to like squeeze the other side harder, and then I end up clicking the paddle buttons on the back which obviously won't matter for some games. Uh, but Elden Ring, for example, has like, by default, I think it's got like jump and like use item on two of the paddles on the back or something, something like that. So it's a super, super like minor issue, but, um, yeah, it's just like, if you have something on one of those paddles, it's like a consumable item or an action or something that you don't want to be doing in the game at the time. Uh, that might happen. So just as like a, a thing to be aware of. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was last week. So this week having played different things on it, I also tried playing, um, I tried streaming fall guys from steam on my, cause I tried installing fall guys in the steam deck. It to, to, to be fair is not confirmed as like working properly, uh, on steam deck, the steam version. Uh, and I think that's because it runs from the Epic Store now and it has to go through the easy anti-cheat software. It loads up the easy anti-cheat. That's fine. It never boots up Fall Guys. So, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And so I tried streaming it to the Steam Deck and that did work, but the quality was pretty bad. And there was like some input delay. So obviously, as with any sort of like streaming live from a device, uh, you might your mileage may vary depending on your internet speed. So, for my personal experience, though, it, it, it didn't work very well. Uh, and then I tried playing an older game that I always wanted to get around to. And I figured it would work pretty well on Steam Deck, which is Call of Juarez Gunslinger. Uh, which, if you're not familiar with, it's like a cowboy shoot-em-up style game. It's a little bit arcade And it's one of those games where you're you're sitting around in, in a saloon and the guy that you're playing as is narrating the story to other people who will who will chime in with questions or comments at the time and it, you know, something will happen in, in the game and then this other guy will be like, are you sure it went down like that? I could have sworn this guy died o- <laughs> over in this part of the country or whatever and then your guy will be like, oh, I never specified that it was me that killed him. I just said, uh-. and then it sort of is like a zoop, 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 zoop in the gameplay and goes back and does something different. Oh, wow. Which is uh, pretty cool because it's kind mm-hmm. of an older game. I think this game Uh, When did this game come out? Um, I want to
2: say 2013. Maybe 2015? um, It was... Uh,
1: May of 2013. Yeah, so it's almost a 10-year-old game. um, But it it runs really well. It runs super, super well on Steam Deck. I have absolutely zero complaints with it. It's really nice to... Just because I'm using the default control scheme, for reference. To be able to be using the right stick to kind of like... Uh, try to aim at people and like get, you know, because it's arcadey, so you get like a score through the level and you get more points for getting headshots and kind of thing. And if I'm having trouble, if somebody's like a little too far away to be able to get a headshot, I can then use the right trackpad instead to get really fine, uh, minute controls for aiming. Oh, that's interesting. And then if I'm using like a rifle or something, I can get really quick little headshots uh, like that. And the faster you do that, obviously the faster you keep up your multiplier, get a higher score, et cetera, et cetera. So it actually works like I'm it's it takes some getting used to, but it is a control scheme that I'm honestly pretty uh, interested with. And for reference, also, I never had a Steam controller. um, Oh, yeah. But it it also had those like trackpad um, sections on it in place of like uh, thumbsticks, which I think, honestly, is a pretty interesting that's a pretty innovative design for controller because for as long as controllers have been around, if we're talking like PS1 and 64 era, they've, <coughs> they've always had a control stick. The D pad's been around too, but they've always had a control stick. So to kind of get rid of the control stick for a pad is, was an interesting design choice. But I'm just glad that the Steam Deck has both. Cause honestly, I, mean, I think I, it I
0: held the freaking, uh, arcade cabinets and, and the, the original Atari and stuff had the, um, had just the joystick, right? The joystick, yeah. And a couple buttons. Mm -hmm. I was was going to ask
2: you there, like, you know, with that switch between the two, does it detect the one as a mouse and the one as a stick? Because I have noticed in some games where if I'm using, say, a 360 controller on Windows on using Steam game, it'll, you know, say mm -hmm. like, you know, XAB, whatever those prompts. Mm -hmm. And then it'll if I switch to the mouse just for a moment. Yep. It'll be like, oh, you know, press WASD and, stu- yeah. and stuff like that. It, does it do that? Or is yeah, it smart it enough to realize? Oh, it does do that. Okay. It does, yeah. It depends on the context,
1: I think. Like, if you're in a menu, you can sometimes use, a, use it as a mouse. I think it depends on the control scheme per game as well. But okay. uh, just by default, yeah, if I'm in a menu and I try to use the trackpad, it it changes the uh, on-screen button prompts to, like, up, down, enter, escape, um, oh, that's you know, bizarre left or left right mouse click rather than... Uh, WAS or not Waz, uh, A, B, X, Y. Left trigger, right trigger. Yeah. Um, okay. But in addition to that, too, with Call of Juarez, I played it for probably, actually maybe three hours over the last two days. Maybe about an hour and a half session each time. Um, battery life, way better. So, obviously, with a game like Elden Ring, where you're going to be able to see and hear the, like, well, let's see, but you can hear and feel the heat coming out of the fan vent, at the top of Mm -hmm. the system it's uh it gets hot it gets really hot trying to run elden ring but uh something from a while ago that's not as graphically intensive and processor intensive uh it's great and and honestly that that's kind of more the thing that i intend to use the deck for um it's nice to be like able to be out somewhere and then just be like oh maybe i'll just hop on the Elden ring and do a bit of exploring, do some dungeons, fight some bosses or go trying to grind some weapons, that kind of thing. But you can't do it for an extended period of time. It's nice to have that freedom, but it's not going to be the vast majority of my use for the system. Like I'm going to be playing more of the like pick up and play sort of more short form, uh, more arcadey type games like Calawares, like Hades, like Bastion, like these games where Similar to how most of the first-party Nintendo games on the Switch are, you can go in for a 15-minute chunk of time or a half-hour chunk of time a couple of times throughout your day, and you can achieve a number of things. Um, Elder Ring, as an example, yeah, you can still kind of do that in Elder Ring 2, but it's kind of more designed to be played for a couple of hours at a time, I think. Um, But not on Steam Deck, I don't think, and not for me. Um, unless I'm going to sit somewhere right next to a power plug and just be able to make use of infinite power that way. But that's never good for a battery to do that for a portable system. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm now I'm sort of more checking out the suggestions on the Steam store page for the games that are tagged as great on Steam Deck. Um, and just sort of keeping an eye out for more of the older stuff and the arcadey stuff. But what I will say, actually, I wanted to mention. I was thinking about this earlier today. It's a shame that Adriano is not here for this uh, for this episode. But I was going to say, if you're listening, Adriano, because he probably is, uh, one of the absolutely best features of the Steam Deck and most finely crafted pieces of hardware I think that I've gotten to use in a long time is the Steam Deck D pad. The D pad is really, really good. It feels super solid. It's really nice. It's got a, a glossy finish to it, but it's not super glossy that your finger's going to slip off of it, but it's glossy enough that your thumb is not going to get like caught on it when you're trying to do more quick inputs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're the kind of person that likes to play a lot of like 2D side scrollers or you like to use pl- you, like play platformers using a D pad, it's honestly super, super solid. It's really good. Like I always talk about how good the D pad is on, um, or how how well crafted the um Switch Pro controllers feel. The D-pad I find on those is maybe a little bit lacking, but I never really care because I hardly ever use the D-pad on a Switch Pro controller. But uh this one it's it's good. It's definitely very good. So that's uh that's pretty much my my week 1 review of the Steam Deck. I am I'm not the most te- like computer technical going to dive into all the nitty-gritty of the sort of thing. I'm definitely more of a casual consumer of the Steam Deck. Um, I just think that it really suits my my lifestyle, my playstyle for those types of games. Um, so going forward, uh, if I ever have anything else to sort of talk about with the Steam Deck and uh, future episodes of the podcast, um, it's, it's probably not going to be too into the weeds in terms of specs and performance and that sort of thing. Um, so unfortunately, I can't provide that. All I can really give is my sort of anecdotal experiences with it um and, uh, and and sort of conversation around it but i'm going to try to keep up with it for a little while and try to get into the conversations a little bit more that are happening online on forums and things to uh learn more about it obviously like i want to get out of it what i can but it's not going to be super technical definitely more of a
0: casual um experience for me and we were talking about um, repair earlier. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. they partnered with iFixit for yes. repair support and parts. Yep. So
1: that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's nice knowing uh, going forward. So you can replace that battery
0: after you, you wear it out.
1: That's right, wear it out playing Ellen Ring too much. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? What have you been doing? Now that we're allowed oh, to talk been about doing?
2: it. Yeah, really. Uh, frickin' Ryan, <laughs> Frickin' what?
0: host. What I do?
2: Oh, I think you know. <laughs> Um, what, what did I do? Oh, well, you know. He um, said he wasn't able to talk about Elden
0: Ring. <laughs> oh. Is this oh, a democracy? Ahead, I uh, grant you permission.
2: <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> so, benevolent overlord. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Tim and I literally just right before the show here, we had actually delayed the recording of the show slightly because we were, <laughs> we're I'm stuck re- in. I'm real damn slightly. close to the end of Elden Ring i like two hours. Um, yeah, but this is a, we're talking about an Elden Ring boss near the end of the game. That's slightly for this damn game. Um so Tim and I booted it up around like this afternoon for I don't know, maybe two, two and a half hours. And we went and did a bunch of the final floating city Azura or some some damn thing. Um, Crumbling Farum Azula. Azula, okay. I I understood like well, I understood ish. Elden Ring lore till about maybe 50% through the game. And then there was a point in which I was like, you know what? I have no fucking idea what's going on. I'm just running around killing bosses. Like that's just ultimately what's going on. So I don't really know where I am half the time. But, um, uh, so in terms of Elden Ring, we, uh, we beat the dragon Lord. We beat all the path to the dragon Lord. And then we beat the beast clergyman, which transforms into some crazy, I don't know, well-dressed bear man in a, pair he's of, a ar- of armor he's a it's wolf with a the it's sword a it's, a a Mio- it's a Miyazaki
1: man. classic man you got Sif in uh you got Sif in Dark Souls 1 you've got Radagon's uh wolf in uh in Elden Ring it is the red wolf that's got like the magic swords you've got uh I think there's a wolf in Dark Souls 3 that's got a sword it's it's a whole th- Miyazaki Snider likes wolf. wolves with swords
2: uh, well, yeah, so, I mean, I don't play too much Miyazaki stuff, so, like, I don't know what's classic <laughs> and what isn't, but um, we killed him, and that was that took for freaking ever, but that's pretty good, and um, I'm now at, in another section, I'll, like, avoid spoilers, because I know people are probably still working their way through, because this game is freaking long, but I'm um, at another point, and I am well on the road, like, I think you guys said about an hour, hour and a half, to the so final ten, boss. Ten hours, actually. If it's another ten hours, I'm... I'm not I'm going to be hurt more than I'm already hurt um, because of that game. But anyway, so that's Elden Ring. Um, other than that, I've been playing Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, and I think that game sucks, uh, which kind of sucks. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so sad. It's like whenever I play it, it's pretty fun. Um, a lot of the fun comes from the fact that it's pretty cool to walk around like a modern Tokyo. I like the enemy design. I like the sound design, actually, kind of like. They have this sort of weird static that like slowly kind of creeps in when enemies are near and you're like, holy fuck, where are they type of thing? Uh, there's some pretty cool little random things that have happened to me where I've just been walking around and it's like, oh my God, there's like the death parade. And I'm like the death parade. And I turn around and there's just a shitload of enemies, like literally in a parade in the fog. And it's like, well, that's pretty creepy. not so, like, that's really cool. Um, the prime problem with it is, and I, I have this problem with a lot of games that the gameplay loop, because it gets exhausted really quickly. So, it's an open world game, of course. So, you know, walk here, pick this up, walk here, kill this person, walk here, do this, walk here, do that. OK, so what, what generally happens is, is there's four or sorry, there's six chapters. I've done three chapters. So I'm on right in the first mission or maybe the second mission of chapter four. Three three, cha- three chapters left. Um, And what I've found so far, at least in the last two chapters, is you play through the game. And you work your way up, and obviously there's a bit of RPG stuff. So, you know, you're leveling up your powers, you're doing stuff like that, you're finding collectibles, you're praying at altars, you're doing all the sort of stuff, finding new gear, doing all the sort of RPG level stuff. It's pretty low level in this game, but you're doing all that stuff. You work your way to be stronger, 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 and there's been a couple times where I've gotten stuck in a mission. I go to a side mission, I get enough points, I buy a bunch of stuff, and then I level up, and I'm strong enough, and I do the mission. All that's great. It's, it's like, not amazing, but it's it's great, no problem. My biggest problem is is that just like in an RPG that you that you like a, a typical kind of open world RPG, I guess you could say, is the training or the first mission that you normally do. You have all your powers, and they're they're tutorializing it, right? So they're teaching you this is how you jump, this is how you play this, so you do that, and then something at the end of that first mission makes you lose all your powers, and then you play the game to earn all your powers back. Um, in this game, you don't have that problem, but in the last at the end of the last two chapters. You just lose your powers in the last mission. So I work my way and get stronger, 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 stronger throughout these chapters. And then I just don't have my powers at the end. And I'm running around doing like a really boring stealth section or whatever, because you play as just the human guy. So there's KK and I forget the other guy's name now. Um, KK and KK so, uh, not that, <laughs> but there's like a spirit guy like in your head and he gives you the powers And then there's like you, you're like the human guy or whatever. And when you're just the human guy, you have a bow and arrow and you can kind of stealth around, but that's it. And there's a couple other things you kind of like retain some powers. I think it's like you can take fall damage or something. I don't remember exactly, but you can't use your like spells to attack. And there's a mission where there's sort of this like half cat, half woman uh, sort of ghost thing. Uh, It's probably something in, in Japanese culture that I don't know, but it's like a boss fight. It's like this ghost thing. And. She's, like, stalking around, stalking around, and there's this, the center of the map, so the the map's in, like, this big sort of square rectangle, and the center of the map is just this sort of building, and there's three ways in. There's, like, these three vents. If she sees you, you know, she'll kill you, so you have to run away, and you can run into one of these three vents, and you're in the center of this map now because she's running around the outside of the perimeter, and you're, like, hiding in this thing. And if she sees you through the vent, she'll, like, blow this fog at you, and you have to kind of, like, wait for her to stop doing that. And what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to like get up and behind her and then do like this spirit pull thing where you pull on cores throughout the game. And you have to do that three times. So I got to the third one and then she just starts acting really erratic. Like I can't get her to like slow down. She keeps running away. Every time she sees me, all I'm doing is running for this vent. And I got to this point where I was like, man, this is so freaking stupid. Like this is the end of this chapter. I've worked all this way. You know, I've like done some side quests. I've done this. I've done that. I've got all these powers. Then you take my powers away. And I'm tediously chasing around this cat woman ghost thing, trying to like physically like like take these cores out of her tail so that she loses her power to progress the story. And like there was like a, an explosive and I was like, oh, maybe I have to knock her down with that because the game gives you like audio cues like your character will be like, I have to some, I to find some way to slow her down. I have to find some way to do this. I have to find some way to do that. And it's just like, I don't want to chase this fucking cat woman. And I ended up like accidentally <laughs> cheesing it where I like kind of like fucked up with her. Like she kind of like fucked up her pathing and I just got up in behind her and just like did it. Um, and then I was like, and that was it. Like that was the fight. It's not like I got my powers back. And then I started having a big fight. And that's happened twice. The last one, you have your powers throughout the, the, the first half of the, of the last mission of the chapter. Then they take them away, but they fill the environment with ghosts and all these people that can kill you. They give you a bow and arrow and they're like, all right, you have to sink your way out of here now. And it's like, oh, my Christ. Like, it's like, you know, it's really generic stealth mechanics. I have no powers now, so I can't fight. And it's like, so now I'm just running around as a human in a game where there's ghosts trying to chase me. Like, it just feels lame. And I get I get the impression that the next chapter is probably going to have like the same, maybe the same type of thing. Maybe it's just been these two chapters, I don't know. But it's just like, holy fuck, like it, it's just monotonous. It's
1: probably just like a limited thing, right? Like it's one of those things where they're like, oh, we're going to change up the genre partially through the game. Like in Spider-Man, when it does the sections where he plays Mary Jane, it's like, obviously you're, you don't have Spider-Man's powers anymore. And it's like a different sort of slower, more methodical, like stealthier way through here, a little bit of world building kind of thing. But I think it's different when you, when the, the game like segues to you playing as a different character to have the same character suddenly lose their powers and they have to play the game differently. is like, I can see that at the beginning of a game. Cause like, like another, like I I always call it the Metroid special. Cause it's like every Metroid game, they have to have some justification for Samus who's always like super upgraded at the end of a game. It's like, all right, the next game comes out and how did she lose all of her suitabilities? (laughs) Um, so that you have the justification for like finding all these upgrades again. Right. um, but it's it's the same in, um like, Ghost of Tsushima, where you, at the beginning, you do, like, the war on the beach, and then you, like, kind of die and you get wounded, or you don't die, but then you come back, and then you have to slowly, like, work your way back up to getting all these other, like, skill unlocks and stuff, which
2: right, in the context right. of
1: that game makes sense, because he was always a samurai when he was young, so for him to learn more of, like, the thief-type stuff makes sense, because it's not a way that he's ever lived his life before. But to do it at the beginning of the game makes sense to do it near what I assume is probably like past the halfway point. Seems strange to me.
2: Well, especially when like the chapters are designed. So like I just hit the halfway point, um, but I'm, you know, maybe I want to say maybe 15 hours in and it's like, I'm kind of come a long way because I've I've done a fair bit of side stuff this and that not like a terrible amount but like a fair bit and it just feels really bad to be like okay sweet I'm more powerful now cuz the game's fucking hard like you can get beat up really fast in ghostwire so it's like okay you know I've I've like earned my way to this point and then it's like yeah well you're in your way with them powers and now them powers are gone it's like well fuck so it's just it's just a weird way to end a chapter it doesn't feel good like it would feel awesome <laughs> if they threw a bunch of ghosts at me, and then I was able to defeat like the more like more ghosts or whatever, or more spirits or whatever than I've ever just defeated before, and it'd be like a bit of a payoff. But it just it just mm-hmm. that just doesn't exist in this game, which is really unfortunate. Um, but that was Ghostwire. Um, <laughs> other than other than Ghostwire, uh, I've been doing a little like just a little bit of Apex, a couple rounds of then here and there, uh, and then we did a. I did a, a fair bit of, of the Fortnite getting close to the end of this season. Really kind of early. Uh, the season ends in September, I believe. And, you know, it's not even August now. So that's that's pretty nice, getting pretty close to the end there. I know there's a lot more stuff I could earn with the bonus rewards and this and that. But I'm not, like, super into that stuff. I just kind of go to the end of the season and then kind of go, like, cool, whatever. So that's uh, that's been my week. And
0: as for myself, I... Uh the the big game i played was stray oh nice I yeah i just decided that, so. to pick that up pretty cute adorable game uh i don't think it's too long i think it's like about five hours long so very bite size and uh it's more puzzle game than i was uh originally expecting hmm. I mean, i'm not sure what i expected from a cat game but uh yeah just a lot of world building game. a lot of references yeah, the the universe they they have is kind of cool. Um it's like an abandoned city and only like robots are in it and you're kind of trying to you're trying to get out of the city somehow and uh, get back to your cat friends, I imagine. So. Uh other than that, uh, unfortunately Horizon has taken <laughs> another turn on the back burner. Um I don't know what it is. I just I just don't know if I care enough about that universe, you know, <laughs> to keep going back to it. Mhm. Funnily enough, funnily enough, it kind of feels like that avatar effect where just don't the universe just doesn't excite me and so I just kind of lose interest. Yeah. But All I've heard about Horizon fun. is
2: that people keep putting it on the back burner. <laughs> <And> That's <sucks>. us.
0: <laughs> the game is fun though. Um, when, when I do play it, I do I do enjoy it. So. Um, and then apart from that, Lego Star Wars, uh, which I was just commenting on how great the, uh, the minifigs look in that game. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, pretty Get incredible, dirty. Yeah, and it, it just like um, I just met uh Han Solo, and he had like kind of just the markings on him were kind of cool, and like in his hair and stuff. And hmm. I was playing as uh old Ben Kenobi, and um, when you go outside into the sand, your like cape or your robe, rather, you know, gets like dirt on it and stuff. And it's it's a uh, pretty dynamic that way, so it's it's I'm having a lot of fun. I feel like it's definitely rushing through the stories because they have nine movies they're going to get through. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I found those games funny. tended to go quickly through the story anyway. And then, because it's like, they don't want to get it caught up in all of the beats of the movie. It's yeah. like, you can watch yeah. the movie to do that. They usually take some creative liberties and they're like, oh, there's this little thing that then, even though it's like a minor thing that was totally mentioned offhandedly or was like in the background of a scene in the movie, then they yeah. just like run with it for a whole level in the games.
0: Man, I remember the first one. I what was the first one that came? Was it the prequels that came out first?
2: That's that's all you, man. <laughs> I
0: I'm pretty uh, sure it was the prequels. What, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I remember like absolutely loving that game. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun with that original game because I remember at the time I thought the humor was pretty funny, where like no one talks and it's just all kind of through motion and. and stuff yeah, like it's that. all like physical
1: comedy type thing.
0: Yeah, and so I was having a lot of fun. Obviously, I was a kid, or younger. I don't know if I was a kid, but um, I was younger then. But, you we know. would have been, I think, because I was a kid. I remember having Star Wars,
1: uh, Star Wars uh, Lego, or Lego Star Wars 2 on the original Xbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, man, the number of times I replayed episode <laughs> 4. Holy crap. And it was funny, too, because, like, I had no idea at the time that those games were so, like, hard to 100%. Mm-hmm. And... It was like I would just keep going these through these levels over and over and over again, and being like, "What am I missing?" Like, I I don't know how to one hundred percent this level. But I remember like when you got when you beat all the levels, you unlocked the like secret level that was yeah like an idyllic little white picket fence like Lego town with like the OG Lego sets from like the nineties, mm-hmm. and that was nostalgic for me, even though I was only like eleven years old when I was playing that to begin with. So.
0: And then I've actually been playing a lot of Diablo Immortal still Mm. because I have have not. I (laughs) I did finish the campaign finally. Nice. And now it's just the end game stuff. So,
1: yeah, the end game
0: stuff is where I'm not good, though.
1: I think about (laughs) that game every couple of days and I think about like wanting to go back to it and at least finishing the story. Like I haven't even finished the story yet and I'm already like Paragon level 15 or something. Because yeah. I was grinding hardcore to get the to get the battle that first battle pass done. yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know. it's every time that I go to like boot it up, I'm just like, I'd eh, kinda rather play some Call of War as a, instead and then <laughs> I inevitably grab my Steam deck. but like it's, that's a good problem to have, you know, like I would hate mm-hmm. to have this piece of fucking technology sitting on my desk doing nothing where and then i'm like oh you know let's let's play a little mobile game something to play on the go and then i just pull Mm -hmm. my phone and play diablo instead i love diablo i'm a a huge fan of of the world of diablo but uh i think i've i've kind of i probably burnt myself out too fast on diablo immortal i'll at least go back to finish the story at some point but
0: well it sucks too that we're not in the same server and you can't really move your character over and the yeah. season pass is stuck in that server or on that character that's stuck on, on that, that character
1: in that server. Yeah, because I made a second character on the server that you guys are playing on. Mm-hmm. And then it was like by the battle pass again. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's so that's, greasy. That's pretty that's so
2: fucking greasy. But uh, yeah, and it took you forever to eat. finish it, too. So imagine trying to get two done.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I, I would love to play with you guys, um, but that just kind of put a damper on the whole thing.
2: Maybe once my Elden Ring journey is over, we'll we'll power through the story together because I haven't played since I played with you guys. I think I booted up a new Demon Hunter just to try to, like, try a range character, and mm-hmm. I, like, you know, did, like, a mission or two.
0: Uh that is a new thing they're doing, though. They're allowing you to change Ch- changing, your class yeah. um, once a week or something like that.
1: Yep. And you retain all of your experience and stuff. You just have to re-spec your, like your paragon gear. trees and your gear. It, it gives you equivalent gear to what you have, which oh, is pretty okay. like,
2: Oh, that's interesting. impressive to
1: me. Yeah. It'll give you equivalent, like legendaries for the level. Like if you have like, cause my, for for example, my character, my barbarians, I'll spec out with legendaries, like in every socket or in every slot. And, uh, so I guess if I like, was like, I wanted to start playing a wizard, then it would just give me equivalent legendaries for every slot too, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I assume gems also, but, um, yeah it would be interesting to to see especially the fact that you can do it once a week
0: yeah and the nice thing is like let's say you uh you switch to um to a barbarian you don't like it uh it does allow you to switch back but mm-hmm. then you can't switch again until like the week um so you can instantly re- revert back to the your old yeah. character and you get, get nice. one
1: free switch back per unique character yeah yeah because they don't want people to just be constantly switching back and forth and back and forth and back and forth
0: yeah that's right <laughs> So, but in the, in the end game, when the part I'm not good at, this is where you have to get more technical with your character, right? You're looking for better gear and better combinations of gear, and,
2: mm-hmm. and that's
0: where I start to like uh, uh, snooze snooze off here. Um, well, you can always go online and look up. Well, like, one nice thing, builds. one nice thing is in here they do have recommended. Uh, they have two builds recommended for PVE mm-hmm. and one build recommended for PvP. Yeah. they will, sh- they will sh- actually show you what gear you need to get and then how to get it uh obviously a lot of the time is just play the game to get it <laughs> you know enemy lot, yeah. drops and stuff. yeah um, that's yeah that, a that's while. a good
1: point actually that would be cool if there was like suggested builds and then it would say here's how you get it but then it was like you have to do certain challenges or dungeons or that is literally all i want in an yeah. rpg
0: you know yeah. because
1: i a checklist
0: yeah because like I, I i love that people are out there who figure this out on their own mm-hmm. but that's just not me i just can't do it yep. you know Um, and so i would love just a give me give me a a loadout and then let me see how i can get it and if you just point me in a direction i'll go do it yeah you know so all right i think that's everything thanks thanks for joining me tim thanks for joining me matt oh yeah you are so welcome and uh tim where can the people find you uh yeah so my address is um Uh, i don't know about that (laughs) i don't know if you want to do that so
2: my, so my bank card number is
0: yeah i'm just gonna get on today's are, day and age i'm gonna
1: give them god. your address instead no oh my god <laughs> i mean that'd be so awful just dock some random yeah. person yeah um yeah like i said i do a lot of action games rpgs on stream if that's your thing currently working through uh a link to the past Cause it's a Zelda game that I have never actually finished and I'm pretty well like at the end of it now. So we'll, uh, or we're tackling Ganon's tower at uh, twitch.tv slash the sidetrack where we are always easily distracted. And, um, <laughs> we have a, we have a good time We do some chats. We talk about the world and we, uh, we play some games, have a laugh, have a good time. Um, and then on, on Wednesday nights, we also stream on day one patch media. Oh, hell yeah. yeah, we do. Playing some the of that TV
0: grounded last damn pitch, man. yeah. Constantly. We're, we're, think we're building
2: infrastructure. We're freaking building infrastructure.
0: We are. I, I think, actually, I think that was kinda, awesome. we've, we've
1: kind of, I think we're at the point now where we've sort of expended what the game has to offer and now we're sort of like making our own fun with it. Hell yeah. That's true. But it's it is a lot of fun. Like we're messing around with the zip lines and stuff. Like I I if it was easier to make more Staircases. I would really like to see what the build height is, because I would love to see if we can get higher than the house.
2: I have a plan for you then, sir. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome.
1: I guess we can use the elevator thing, but...
2: It ain't even the elevator thing. I have have a crazy design planned. Oh, my God. Well, if you want to see this crazy
1: design plan, you better (laughs) tune on in to twitch.tv slash day (laughs) one patch media on Wednesday nights, EST
0: around 8 or 8.30. But otherwise,
1: Mondays to Fridays... EST 930 to 10-ish, usually. Twitch.tv slash the sidetrack. If you want to talk about video games, play video games.
0: All right. We'll see you guys next time.
1: See you next time.
2: Peace.